Welcome back to All Comic Interviews. I am here with Christopher Sabella. Uh, you might know him from High Crimes. You might know him from Escape from New York. Uh, you might know him from Dead Letters or Captain Marvel, Alien vs. Predator. He's done a lot of work recently. Uh, Christopher, how are you? Good, how are you? Not too bad. This is uh, this is the second time we're trying this, so uh, if we all sound a little yep. bored with these first questions, um, <laughs> that would be why. Um, internet is a bitch, that's all I gotta say about that. Uh, let's jump right back in. Um, let's talk right. about uh, your your series, High Crimes, uh, originally from Monkey Brain. Is it still is it still actually published from Monkey Brain, now that I think about it? Uh, yeah, issue 10 is coming out uh, on Wednesday. On Wednesday, so okay, so it we, is still technically... Yeah, we still have two more issues after that. So, so yeah. Okay, and uh, we were. Uh, I saw a nice shiny hardcover on on your Twitter. Yeah. Um, how many issues are in that volume now that you've got it physical? For six? No, it's it's all twelve issues. Um, oh, it's so oh, it's completely it's done. Complete, in that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, we we wrapped the book back in uh, April, maybe closer to the end of March. Actually, like while we were at Emerald City, I think like. Ibrahim was working on the last cover, um, but everything else was done. So, um, so yeah, like we haven't we haven't touched it in uh, like it's it's the longest we haven't worked on high crimes in the last like three years. Um, but yeah, now we have the trades, and those are coming out in July. So, um, so yeah, like it actually feels like it was all kind of worth the effort. I mean, it felt like it at the time, but it was also very much like. You know, it's hard to get people to read digital comics. So I feel like the the readership we have is, is very loyal and very into it, but it's way smaller than, like, the, you know, the pool of potential comics readers out there. So hopefully we can reach the rest of them now. I, I totally get the digital reader thing. Uh, I get both sides of it because I switch to digital. I still keep some physical, but... You you mm-hmm. guys, you guys were nominated for an Eisner at one point for High Crimes, weren't you? Well, uh, two Eisners, yeah. Two Eisners. So I yeah. mean, obviously the readership's got to still be pretty good if uh, if you guys are getting that kind of recognition. Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, I don't really understand. I still don't understand how that happened. Uh, uh, like, it doesn't feel like we have a ton of readers, but it feels like all the readers we have are the exact right readers. Um, like, uh, just like. I don't know. Like the day the first issue came out, like Gabe Hardman uh, tweeted about it and said how much he liked the first issue, and I was like, "What?" Like, um, and like stuff like that has happened over and over, um, where you know people I would never expect to be reading our book, uh, like know about our book. So, um, so yeah. I mean, there's. I don't want to play it as like, oh, there's only twenty people who read our book, but like you know, <laughs> um, definitely not. You know, there's, uh, and I get it. Like, I understand the resistance. I mean, I, I pretty much only read comics digitally these days. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still like a physical book in my hands. So, um, so I get it. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like we've just been toiling in obscure. I mean, not that we have. I mean, clearly we got two Eisner nominations, so we're not that obscure. But <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, high crimes is a very complicated animal. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, I guess let's, let's start back at the beginning then. And you guys, uh, you guys were at, uh, monkey brain or still are at monkey brain. Um, mm-hmm. how did you guys, how did you guys end up over there? I know that, uh, you know, monkey brain had that big digital, um, 
I don't know. They just they just kind of came out of nowhere, and they had all these really great books. Um, I mean, now it seems like they're a little a little more low key. I know that uh, Allison is working for like IDW now or something, so I think it's like a little yeah. little harder for them to do it all. But uh, how'd you get started with Monkey Brain? Uh, it was, you know, Chris and Allison asked me, uh, well, Allison asked me at a bar one night, um, like it was super loud and I remember her, uh, it was like Joe Keating's birthday party actually. Um, and she like yelled in my ear, like, we'd like you to pitch us something. Um, so, and high crimes was a pitch I'd been carrying around for, uh, you know, six or seven months at that point. I had a completed uh, pitch and a beat sheet like everything was ready to go I just didn't have an artist and I didn't have anybody who wanted to publish it um, and I gave it to Chris and Allison and they were like yeah this is great like I mean because they told me like pitch the book that you want to do the most and that was the book I wanted to do the most so um, so yeah they gave me the thumbs up and then by some miracle uh, you know it started working on the book so um, so yeah it all kind of came together very like I don't know, uh, in a sort of fate-driven way, it feels like, like in retrospect. Um, like, if one little thing, like, if I had chosen not to leave the house on a particular day, like, high crimes would not be out, and I wouldn't be talking to you right now, so. It definitely feels like high crimes was, uh, I don't know, I'll call it the next step in, in, in your career, because I know, for me, that's how I discovered your work. Um, and you were, you were, just to go back just a quick second, you were wondering how everybody... You know how you got the Eisner nominations and such a good following? It's it's because the book is fucking great, man. Um, Thanks. You like the writing's great. The, the art is just absolutely awesome. Um, yeah. It was uh, it was a damn shame it went away for a while there. I know you guys had to get get caught up, but uh, you know it's yeah. like a big break. Oh yeah, no. I mean, we've had several big breaks, and it's just you know we we do the book for free. <clears throat> I mean, we get money from you know digital sales but we're only charging 99 cents an issue and you know comiXology takes their cut um which is and you know so anything that's like cut from a dollar and then we have to split between the two of us like we're you know it's it's enough to maybe like you know buy you a couple nice meals a month um but it's not anything you could live on so you know we had to take other gigs uh but, you know, it was never, there was never a point where we weren't working on it. It was just, you know, our pace would really slow down. Um, and, you know, that, but that's the nice thing about doing a digital-only book is, like, you're not beholden to a publishing schedule. Um, and you can just, you know, if you want to do, you know, two issues in a row, like, only a week apart, you can do that. And if you have to, you know, if you have to wait, you know, three or four months between issues, then, you know, uh, that's what you got to do. Unfortunately, it doesn't, it doesn't wreck anyone else's life. Like there's not a, uh, you know, there's not somebody like who's put in orders for it. It's just an ethereal sort of thing. So, um, I kind of like that about it. Uh, uh, you know, it's like we dip our heads down for a couple months and then pop up and here's another one. And, you know, um, I don't know. Well, it definitely made it. Oh, God. No, I, I was just gonna say it's very much a passion project. Um, oh yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it really does come across in the finished work, um, regardless of weight. I mean, I know you said it didn't really affect any. It affected me. 
All right, Christopher. I was waiting sure. for that fucking book. No, <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Killing me, man. Um, yeah. But what, I mean, would would you do digital again? And maybe I mean I don't know what the situation is at Monkey Brain, um, whether with them or the the. I mean, there's Comicsology Submit now, which I hear is pretty decent. I mean, you're you're you might be past that point. I mean, you got these books at like Boom, and you know I'm sure Image would would uh, probably pick up books. I mean, they're picking up lots of great books. You're a great writer. I don't see why it wouldn't work. But mm-hmm. you, you know, would you try the digital again? Uh, like just in general. Yeah, like if you got another, just another passion project or something, and say for some reason it doesn't get picked up, like would you, right. you know, you can, you can put a, an issue out one month, go and work on your Marvel books or your Boom book or whatever, and then come back, oh, here's another issue, like would you do something like that with a more of a flexible schedule, or do you prefer to have like a, every month, yeah. here's my book? Uh, no, I mean, I would definitely, I'm, definitely, I'm kind of working on something that, you know, right now we're not sure uh if there is a publisher that it's right for and the way i initially pitched it to the artist was like um was like taking it even further back is like we're doing it as i mean our rough plan is to do it as a web comic um and then just collect it at the end um and you know if we have to kickstarter it ourselves like just a a print run of it then we'll do that or but you know hopefully we'll find a publisher i mean i, I think I like digital. Um, the only thing I don't like about digital is that a lot of comics readers don't like digital. So it makes it hard. If you're doing a digital-only book to get your books in the hands of people who, you know, might in any other circumstance love the shit out of your book, but because of the fact that, you know, it's digital-only, they're not getting a chance to look at it. I know I know. for me, I uh, I read mostly digital. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I sure as hell love uh, hardcovers. I, I got a sure. sweet little spot for hardcovers, and I mean, even the odd physical book every now and then. You know, I mean, you can't really go wrong. Uh, nothing, nothing beats the comic smell. And plus, I don't want you to sign my freaking iPads. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so when it came to uh, pitching a uh, a physical book or, or to get a collection, I guess, um, was it a fairly easy? jump from monkey brain i know monkey brain had a, a deal worked out in some form with like idw and i think dark horse did some and i think image printed uh joshua williamson and henderson's um masks and mobsters and maybe another one yeah they did they did kinski too right 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 uh so was it was it fairly easy to 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 uh do that and who who is publishing it can you say i don't think i read that anywhere oh uh, yeah it's it's dark horse it is dark um, horse okay yeah uh, yeah, I mean, that was a pretty easy, I think we were, I mean, we might have only had two issues out, maybe the third issue was out when Jim Gibbons at Dark Horse, uh, sent us an email and was like, you know, we'd like to, we'd like to talk to you about publishing the whole thing. Um, and you know, uh, at that point, you know, uh, we were two dudes that nobody had ever heard of. So, um, so that was like a huge feather in our cap. Um, and that was, I mean, it was really easy. Like, you know, we, we agreed to it and like, uh, I think like really our only stipulation was, uh, we wanted a hardcover, um, which fortunately Jim was into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, he was like, yeah, I think we can do that, do this. And here's what I'm thinking. And we were like, sounds good. And then, yeah, they just kind of uh, left us alone to go go back to working on the book. And, you know, we'd check in 
with Jim every now and then. I would send him <clears throat> a copy of every issue as we finished. Like he was pretty much, I think, the first person outside of ourselves who read the issues. Um, and there was never, and it wasn't even really as any like, uh, can I get your editorial on this? It's more like just just confirm for me that this doesn't. Um, unfortunately, he. He didn't think any of them sucked. So, um, and then he really helped, you know, kind of whip, whip us into shape when, you know, right around the beginning of this year when we had to start, you know, figuring out like, okay, like we got to wrap everything up and we got to ship every, you know, get everything off to the printer if we're going to meet this date. And, you know, um, somehow he, you know, we knocked out, I think three issues in, months or four months like um it's about the fastest we've worked on that book since we started working on it so yeah they have a uh, they have a really cool design team over there who like made it look like the book looks um and yeah they're you know they're putting it out in stores and stuff so we don't have to uh worry about um you know they'll put it into bookstores and things like that we we don't know how to get our book into so uh they've totally like taken a lot of the pressure off of us uh and we're you know still kind of recovering from finishing the book so that's very that's very useful to us while we try and decompress uh you said uh number 10 comes out this wednesday right Mm -hmm. and then yeah are you doing like one next month one the month after and then the hardcover, is that kind of your schedule, or has there been a date set? Uh, so I'm actually, like, putting together the last touches on the last two issues now. So the 11 will be out in June, uh, and then I think 12 is going to be out basically the week before the hardcover comes out. Is that in June as well, or can you say? Oh, yeah. I mean, the hardcover is in comes out july 8th july, so okay. it'd be out july 1st i guess would be the final issue digitally sweet uh, yeah i haven't seen anything from dark horse on that yet so i wasn't sure when that was coming i just saw i just saw you holding a hardcover and i was like what so yeah yeah <laughs> especially because there's no freaking uh uh dust cover I, I i hate those i i like them but yeah it uh you don't really need it uh i don't think so like, I, I don't know i mean yeah. sometimes they're good Sometimes there's like really cool stuff underneath, like the the Hawk guy, the first uh, oversized hardcover they did. It was just like a bunch of bullseyes that Aja did. So I mean, it, it actually looked right. better, I think, than the than the than the dust cover. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I think we have a pretty good cover, so no point in covering that up. Pretty much. Um, did you also say in one of the cuts where I lost you, I think that they were also doing trades? Did I catch that right? Oh there? no. It no, it's just the it's just the hardcover, but it's oh, okay. a twenty dollar hardcover. So it's like you know two hundred something pages, twenty dollar hardcover. Like um, it's about the cheapest. You know, um, you could do it really, um, and it's a really nice package. So uh, no need to like worry about double dipping or anything. Like this is it. So well, I mean, even at. Thirty dollars, I think it, it's worth it. So, um, it, it's a really, really good book. Um, but uh, from there, um, 
high crimes, did high, did the, the success of high crimes and the, the Eisner nominations and all that fun stuff, did you get a, like a phone call from Marvel based on that? How did you jump over to Marvel and start working on Captain Marvel? Oh, no, that was, I mean, that was before High Crimes came out. Like, that was... Oh, was it? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that was that was basically Kelly Sue doing me a huge favor. Um, like, because I was, I mean, I, like, we were working on High Crimes at the time, but, you know, I didn't have anything out, like, um, and her schedule had gotten really crazy because she had just taken on Avengers Assemble, so um, she needed... Uh, basically somebody to to sort of assist uh, and then for whatever reason she thought of me so uh, I am super grateful to her for that but yeah that was uh, I mean that was like basically I think my second writing gig in comics like that has actually been published um, so I just got lucky on that one Jeez, your second comic gig is Marvel hey, oh look at you Mr. Fancy well, it's just a co-writing. <laughs> it's literally like like if you if you go through those issues, like it's it's eighty five to ninety percent Kelly Sue. So like, I was just sort of like in the background, just trying not to screw it up. Mostly, uh, those books are mostly Kelly Sue. So like, they count for me, but they don't like super count for me. Um, but it was very you know. It was very informative, like just sort of seeing how how things work over there, and like working with such a uh, you know, like I don't know, um, like uh, they they definitely have their their whole routine down for like how to get a book out in thirty days. So that was very interesting to see, like because I've done enough creator own stuff where you know um, it's a bloody struggle to try and get an issue out in every month so seeing how they do it was really kind of fascinating uh i then okay maybe that, since my first assumption of that was wrong um i'm gonna assume that captain marvel working with kelly sue brought you in on uh ghosts for dark horse as well uh yeah because we had uh you know we'd co-written five issues of captain marvel and we at no point like argued or decided not to be friends like uh she yeah it was like we already had that working relationship and i think the ghost thing was right around the time where you know like pretty deadly was was kicking into gear so it was another thing of like well my schedule is crazy packed and it was also a case of like i grew up in chicago uh i'm a huge like you know, I, I I was raised on reading books about ghosts and the paranormal and stuff, so it felt super in my wheelhouse. Um, and, yeah, I think it was when Kelly Sue was doing the first, like, maybe it was even the zero issue of Ghosts, like, it was when it was just her and Phil Noto, and she sent out an email to me and a couple other people uh, who live in Chicago asking, like, where would be a good place to hide a body? And I knew... Like, I knew right off the top of my head, like, <laughs> a really good place to hide a body in Chicago. Um, that, that's a really so weird I thing think, to know. I think that really helped get me the gig, too. <laughs> that, yeah, that that's that's a weird talent you got there. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that one. Um, eventually, uh, Kelly Sue 
finished up her run and you continued for a handful of issues afterwards? My was it? Uh, it was two more arc. Yeah, because there were twelve issues total. So yeah, I did then two arcs solo. Uh, so uh, ten issues then. We're assuming an arc is five. Or no, four. So four. So eight issues. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, how did you find when uh, when when Kelly Sue I don't know left you to your own devices? Um, you know, it was pretty easy to just kind of take it and run with it, do do your own thing, take the character in your own kind of direction, or were you kind of was there like already kind of a set plan you had to follow? How how does that usually work? I no. Uh, yeah, I think in a lot of cases. So I mean, I know definitely with like Marvel and stuff, like they had. Like, when I came back to do the back three issues that I did, like, they were already building towards Enemy Within and, like, the stuff beyond that. So, uh, with Ghost, it was very much... Uh, so, like, when I said that, like, when Kelly Sue and I worked together on Captain Marvel, it was, you know, 85% her. Um, I think with Ghost, it was, uh, like, I took on the lion's share of the work, and she kind of let me take lead on it. Um, so... It was very much like, you know, we broke the, that first story together and then, you know, things kind of shifted into a, a new direction. So there were, you know, editorially, uh, I had to make some adjustments to stuff I wanted to do. But it was still mostly just a, what do you got for us? Like, what do you want this next arc to be sort of thing? Um, so, yeah, they kind of just left me to my own devices to, you know, figure out like what I wanted that arc to be on uh, what would be happening in it. So, which was kind of nice. Like I, you know, I very much from the beginning, like had this idea of like, I wanted to <clears throat> do like the, you know, like uh, the first year uh, was basically in my head going to be like the building of a superhero. Like, um, cause I never, I never buy that thing of like, you know, you come back with superpowers and then all of a sudden, like, you know, uh, a couple of weeks later, you've got an outfit and you like, you know what your gig is. Like your gig is to stop evildoers and shit like that. Like, <laughs> I feel like if anybody, anybody came back with powers, um, especially the way that the main character of Ghost does, which is basically that, you know, uh, for all intents and purposes, she dies. Um like, that's a lot of stuff to unpack, like, coming back to a world you thought you'd left forever, and, like, everybody thinks you're dead, and you have these powers, and, like, you're, like, kicking the crap out of demons and weird shit like that. Like, so it's very much a, like, uh, the, that whole 12-issue run is sort of, like, how, how does she, like, eventually, like, come to this decision that, like, I'm going to be a you know, for lack of a better word, I'm going to be a superhero. Um, so they were, you know, everybody at Dark Horse was super into that and kind of let me, uh, you know, run as far as I could before I got too ridiculous. And then they, you know, kind of get me back on the path. So uh, when Ghost came back out, that was kind of part of the whole uh, Dark Horse superhero, maybe revival isn't necessarily the right word, but like yeah. around the time that like Captain Midnight and X and, all that kind of stuff kind of came out the same Something time. like that. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's as good a word as any. Yeah. Uh, did you have any, was there any like uh, group conversations where you all kind of got together? Cause I, you know, it's been a while since I, uh, I read some of the ghost stuff and I don't remember now if it crossed over with any of the other books. Oh, did I lose you again? Uh, not, 
not no no i'm still here uh yeah go ahead there were no there were no crossovers in in my book like they did do they did a book called like two past midnight that had like i think it was ghost and x and captain midnight and maybe like the occultist um but yeah i never had to deal with with crossing people over okay uh, that, that must be what i'm thinking of because i do remember her on, on another cover like with the other with the other guys so I yeah to, yeah to um from after ghost wrapped up uh did you did you immediately jump into dead letters uh, over at uh, or was there was there a gap there? No, I mean those those two overlapped because I had been trying to think. I mean, Ghost I had been working on since like late, um, like late twenty thirteen, so like November, um, well, even earlier. So more like the back half of twenty thirteen was a lot of working on Ghost, um, and I had already gotten. Dead Letters approved. Um, I'm trying to work out the timetable. Okay, so the first issue of Dead Letters came out in like April of 2014. Um, so no, I mean I was kind of working working on those simultaneously. Um, I mean, yeah, there was a point where I was working on I was working on Ghost, Dead Letters, High Crimes, and ABP. Um, like all at the same time, so there's a lot of uh, confusion sometimes about like, all oh, right, like this isn't the one where Xenomorph show up. Like this is the one <laughs> there's about a fucking, purgatory. There's a fucking Xenomorph on Everest. What the hell's going on? <laughs> yeah, no, there was you know a couple of moments where I would get like you know uh, confused about like, oh right, 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 like this isn't Carol Danvers, like. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you know what? It definitely felt like there was a period there uh, in 2014 where there was like a lot of your like your name was on a lot of books all at once. Um, 2014 yeah. was like a, a pretty busy year, I'd say. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the the whole AVP revival again with the word for lack of a better one uh, at Dark Horse is done now. I you know you guys don't have anything else planned, do you? Do you know? Uh, nothing that I can talk about. Nothing, okay. Like, um, I should I should have known that. Yeah. I, I could answer my own question. That's a, that's the comic answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So maybe. Um. And now you, you just have uh, high crimes that you're pretty much done. You have um, yeah. dead letters and another boom one, uh, escape from New York, uh, which is the uh, continuation of the uh, movie. Yeah. How'd you get How'd you get into escape from New York? Um, I think a lot of that was based on, uh, on dead letters. Like, uh, everybody at boom was a really big fan of dead letters. Um, and I think they, they thought that like, um, I don't know, like the characters that I came up with in it and maybe sort of the way I, our main character operates was, uh, sort of in, in snake Plissken's, uh, wheelhouse. And also I had, you know, basically flat out told my editors, because this was after the Big Trouble in Little China book got announced, uh, but I like flat out told them I was like, "You have like if there's another Carpenter book that comes up, like I want, like I, I want to at least be like considered. Like I'm not saying you have to give it to me, but um, <laughs> like you can't just like sh you can't shut me out of this process. Like I need to be a part of it somehow. Um, 
And then, yeah, like they called me last, I think it's basically about a year ago. Um, they called me and asked if I wanted to work on Escape from New York. Uh, and yeah, I've never said faster. I've never said yes faster to a gig. Like I was like, yep. Like, yeah. When do I, when do I start? Like I am ready to work on this. Uh, the first script is already done. No, (laughs) basically. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we, uh, so like the first issue came out in December and we've been, you know, uh, we're into our second arc now. Uh, and I'm, uh, I just started writing the third arc. So, uh, yeah, it's that, that book is like, I don't know, like that book's not hard for me at all. Like, I feel like I've been waiting to write that book, um, since I was a kid. So how many times, how many times have you watched the movie now since you started writing it? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of a dozen, like just <laughs> since I got the gig, um, <laughs> You know, I watched it at least like half a dozen or more times before that so growing up. So uh, I'm pretty well versed in that movie by now. <laughs> uh, is there uh, long term plans uh, for this book? Uh, I personally, uh, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't gotten to it yet. I got a huge stack. I, I, I always sure. I always hate saying that to people that I interview because no, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. send you a picture of my stack and maybe it'll be like, oh, OK, <laughs> but uh uh, I haven't started it yet, but uh, you're starting your third arc, and uh, is, and sorry, is there long-term plans for this book then, or can you uh, say? I mean, the whole first year is kind of a long-term plan for me. Like, uh, it's definitely like there are three separate arcs, but they're all kind of one larger story. Uh, and then I don't know, like after that, we're just sort of you know playing it as it goes, like. Um, I think the nice thing about the way we're doing it is that, you know, we're, um, I, I mean, I know at least we're going to do the first 12 issues. Uh, so I will be able to tell that complete story. And then, uh, then, you know, we start talking about what comes after that. So, uh, come up with a longer term plan, but, I don't know. I mean, the longer term plan is, you know, uh, Escape from L.A. happens in uh, in the Pliskenverse happens in 2013. So, you know, that gives us like 16 years of uh, of, you know, missing time for Snake to play with. So, you know, in theory, we could do this book forever. That that actually is yeah that's that's a hell of a lot of gap to uh, to play with there. Um, I'm always curious when it comes to a, a, a property like this. Uh, I mean, with like such a strong cult following, is there any uh, major input you have from um, maybe not necessarily like Carpenter, but um, the, the the studios or anything, or is it kind of like hey, here's our world and our characters, and as long as you kind of follow this general guideline that happened in the movie, go nuts. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been more the latter. Like the, the only real note I got from the studio was that they wanted, they wanted the book to start at the very end of the movie. Um, and like, I think they specifically asked if we could have, you know, like the last couple minutes of the movie or the last minute of the movie in the book. And I was like, yeah, that's great. Cause I don't have a page one planned. So that totally saves me from having to figure that out. Um, but otherwise, uh, <clears throat> like Carl, 
Carpenter, you know, uh, read through the first arc outline and read read my first script and approved. So I think he's pretty much on board. And uh, they're not, you know, I know they keep talking about rebooting uh, Escape from New York, but but nobody's trying to make a sequel. So that, that takes a lot of a lot of that stuff off the table because um, I'm not. I'm not competing with with the studio's chronology of this character. Like doing the AVP stuff was super super difficult at times because the you know they were in the midst of writing Prometheus two while we were writing our scripts for this book that takes place after Prometheus. Uh, so there were definitely a lot of points where we would kind of step on their toes and they'd be like, okay, like you're. You can't do this because this is something that we are, we have in play for Prometheus 2. So, you know, for the AVP thing, like, we had to go back and rewrite our first two scripts, like, from scratch. We had to re-break the whole story for all four books um, because we got a little too, a little too to the territory that they were working on. Um, but, yeah, with Escape from New York, like, there's none of that. Like, there's not... You know, uh, I mean, never say never, but I don't think there's going to be a third uh, Kurt Russell escape from New York. <laughs> so, so yeah, like they're just, you know, uh, I mean, really, I think my only rules are like Snake Plissken can't die um, and he can't, you know, uh, he can't be like permanently altered. Like I can't have him like lose a hand or something. Um because everybody knows that he looks basically the same in Escape from L.A. So that's about it for rules. Otherwise, they're just like, I, you know, we'll send them an outline of the next arc, and usually they'll, they'll be like, okay, looks good to us. Like, go for it. So it's crazy, like, how, how much they don't, uh, like, want to stick their nose in. Um like, I, it seems like they have enough faith in Boom, uh, and I suppose, like, uh, in me, just because I work with Boom, that they don't, they don't barrage us with notes or anything. Well, I mean, Boom, I, Boom does good stuff, man. I, I can't think of anything that was uh, not good from them. And, you know, by extension, of course, you, you know, you, you do okay. Um, but, uh, sure, sure. <laughs> it's got to be cool to, uh, to know that Carpenter read, uh, read, read your work, though. Uh, and, and yeah. liked it, and, you know, that's got to be uh, something really interesting. Oh, yeah, no, that's, like, last year, so, yeah, Carpenter read my first script, and then I did a, I did a Hellraiser short uh, for this book called Hellraiser Bestiary, um, and, and Clive Barker read my script and, like, gave me notes on it, uh, which, like, you know, growing up as a young horror nerd, like... That's pretty sweet. Never... Yeah, never in a million years did I think like I would ever get in the remotest proximity of a John Carpenter or a Clive Barker. So, so yeah, last year was a lot of uh, stuff crossed off, like a bucket list I didn't even know I had. So, <laughs> and I mean your career is still relatively new, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I mean that's pretty pretty early on. I mean that's that's got to be a pretty big deal. And I know I know for me that that it'd be like the equivalent of you know Mignola reading my stuff or something. Um, oh yeah. So and that's just that's just fucking cool. Um, I was uh, skimming through your Twitter, 
of course, because preparation and notes are overrated, so screw it, I'll just look at your Twitter. Sure. Um, I saw there. there's another book uh, that I'm not familiar with, uh, Welcome Back. What is, what is that book? Uh, it's a new creator-owned book that uh, I'm doing at Boom that starts in August. Um, so right now, we've, we basically, the first arc is approved, and we have to, you know, we have to prove that we're, um, that we're, we would do well enough to warrant uh, another arc or two. It's definitely a longer story than four issues, but uh, the gist of it is that, you know, it's a, uh, it's about, uh, it's about reincarnation uh, and basically how, you know, everybody gets reincarnated, but there's this very small sliver of humanity that uh, at some point remembers all their past lives uh, because they're all part, like, they all work for a different side on this war that's been happening since the dawn of human consciousness. Like, um, so... So yeah, it's uh, like that's the the elevator pitch, I guess. And I don't know, our main character, like she, basically, you know, uh, like wakes up into this realization that, like, you know, she's she's lived a hundred different lives, um, and the way the world works is that every soldier has a specific target, and they just hunt each other life after life. Um, so you find your target, you kill them, and then you kill yourself so you can chase them into the next life. Um, and then the next life, when you get old enough and you wake up and remember all your past lives, then you do it again. So it's this, everybody has been trapped in this cycle for the last, you know, however many hundreds of, or thousands of years. Um, and it's, you know, sort of about our main character and how she deals with all that and it's also like our two main characters are, are are her and her target um so we're kind of following the both of them and seeing like how this secret war operates uh in plain sight uh but jonathan brandon sawyer is drawing it and he's uh he's amazing um like like i feel the same way about his stuff that i do about chris visions who who's my co-creator on Dead Letters. Like, they're both... I don't know why they're not more popular. Um, I, uh, and they're both still... I'll go for it. Go I, I was going to say, yeah, I, I totally get that, and I, I, I say that all the time to myself, and you just don't understand it, right? Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they're also both, you know, pretty... They're both fairly new uh, to comics, so I feel like just gonna get bigger and more popular so uh so yeah i mean the book looks beautiful um i'm really happy it's a, it's another kind of project that i've been wanting to do for a couple of years now um and yeah boom like it was super weird because like i pitched it to them i think at last year's emerald city uh and i even said like in my pitch i was like i don't know that you'd actually want to do this because this, uh, like, as far as, like, a follow-up to Dead Letters goes, which is, you know, all about what happens when you die and wake up in purgatory, like, this is another book about what happens after you die, um, except it's, you know, what if you die and wake up wake up in a different body? Uh, but they, they were enough, 
they were into the concept enough that they were like, no, I mean, they they thought it was different enough to go for it. And definitely, like, um, once I started working with Jonathan, uh, it became, I kind of figured out, like, oh, that's what this book is. So, yeah, it, it does feel worlds apart now, but um, it's another book about dying. So that seems to be my, my theme at the moment. <laughs> Horror and death and mountains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep that's my brand <laughs> uh well hey it sounds fucking cool man i uh really don't need another book to add to my list but uh thanks for that um sure <laughs> do you have another project with uh and I'm, i don't want to butcher his name the the artist on uh high crimes you, you say his name for me because uh, i'm terrible at fucking names okay it's ibrahim mustafa there. uh and yeah we do have a we already have our follow-up book like like we know what it is um and we know we want to work together on it uh but i think right now we're seeing different people so um <laughs> it is very much like you know we've both gotten out of this really intense three-year relationship so we're just kind of like uh expanding our horizons like i know ibrahim is drawing one of those idw godzilla and hell issues um sweet and and yeah, I think he might be drawing an image for somebody uh, and a couple other cool things. So, so yeah, uh, because I mean, especially for Ibrahim, like he is, you know, as the artist, like you kind of have to pick your project and that's what you work on until it's done. So he's pretty much just been working on high crimes for the last two and a half, three years. Um so yeah, like now that he's finished and has this complete thing, and like we've gotten Eisner nominations, like now he's sort of going out there and uh, seeing what the rest of the world is like. Uh, and then yeah, I, I'm not sure when, but sooner than later we'll come back together and start working on this new book um, and figure out who to pitch it to. I mean, it's probably I think we've already discussed it as like something we want to do at Image. So. Um, so yeah, it's it's another crime book, but it's you know um, it's also very I don't know it has that sort of hook that uh, High Crimes does that makes it uh, sort of an atypical crime book. Just just because I'm a terrible person, I was like I was thinking dead crimes, but uh, you know I don't, I don't, <laughs> don't don't steal that man. No, <laughs> all right. I, I um, no, you know what. Uh, his work is great. I, I really do enjoy his work on uh, on High Crime. So it'll be sweet to see him uh, do other stuff. I, I wasn't aware of the Godzilla stuff, um, so I'm definitely gonna check that out. Um, is there? I think it's. I think we're running out of time, even with that little uh, little stutter in between. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure we're okay. But uh, any other projects right. you got on go that you can talk about? I mean, the fucking secret society of comic book creators drives me nuts sometimes, but I get it. Sure, sure. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, like I mean, nothing that I can say specifically, but I, I have a, I have like a six issue thing coming out from Skybound. I think it's going to happen closer to October, or so, um, so that is happening. And then I'm working on another thing for Skybound. That's kind of a a writers' room sort of thing. Um, I have like. I think I've lost count, but I think I have four books in various stages over at Oni Press. Um, that will be, rock. I know, yeah, 
like they're the first company I, I ever sold a book to. So, um, so I know one of them's going to start coming out next year and it's going to be, our plan is doing like a 15 issue story. Uh, and I can't say who the artist is or anything else, but, uh, of course, sure. Uh, but yeah, like, so all the stories I have over there are all wildly different from one another. Um, trying to think what else, uh, I just did a, I literally just like sent a pitch off this afternoon for a, uh, a two issue thing, uh, at a superhero company. Um, so on Valiant. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know I, what to think about that. <laughs> yeah, what was that no, noise? I, I've got a good, I've got a good audio poker face. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, no, I mean I've got. Uh, I guess I can say this. I've got a. Uh, I just got a book approved on Monday for Image, so. Um, so yeah, we're gonna start working on that in earnest soon. So that'll be out sometime next year. Now, that's the problem with comics is that you know everything takes forever. So a lot of this stuff I'm talking about won't be out until next year, um, and some of it I don't know when it'll be out. So my plan is basically just to keep, I mean, like keep putting books out as long as humanly possible. So. Well, it sounds like you got yourself a busy couple of years. Uh, just for yeah, yeah, man. definitely. Um, where can uh, where can people find you on the interwebs and social media and all that fun crap? Uh, Twitter is the best place because I'm on there most often, and I'm uh, at xtop x t o p. Um, I think I have the same username on Instagram, where I kind of do a a writerly sort of process journal thing. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm doing over there, but I try <laughs> to use that. Uh, and then, you know, I'm on Tumblr. I think it's just ChristopherSabella.tumblr.com. And I have a website and I have Facebook if you want to add me on there. But I don't really, I try not to use Facebook um, actively because there's just... a lot of racists on there. <laughs> It's the internet. There's a lot of racists everywhere. You can just say Facebook yeah. is awful. But they're a lot more open on Facebook. Like Facebook is kind of where you go when you're really proud to be a racist. Um, I can't. I can't so. say. I can't say I've specifically noticed that. I'm gonna have to like actively pay attention <laughs> Maybe, to that now. Uh, I don't know. I just run across a lot more of that stuff. Like I feel like on Twitter, I have to go looking for that stuff. Like, but because of the way that Facebook works that you can see like what the friends of your friends are posting on their posts. Like then I'll, I'll be scrolling by and I'll see some, somebody saying something troublesome. Uh, I'll just be like, uh, like just close it and walk away. Cause otherwise you're going to like jump right engage. in. Yeah. And like, that's the last thing you need to do is, uh, is, you know, get into arguments on the internet. So Twitter's a lot. I don't know because it's a curated feed. Like I don't tend to run across uh, as many douchebags. <laughs> Maybe you just got to pick better friends of your friends. You ever think of that? Oh, I do all the time, uh, but I don't know how to do it. So I just uh, grit my teeth and keep logging on. <laughs> oh man, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time, man. I'm sorry yeah. that uh, either your internet or my internet or both our internets were 
very shitty um, at the start here. Um, I'm sure my editor or my producer Spencer will make it sound much better, um, and by uh, by extension, make us sound much better. Um, Sweet. I uh, I really 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 dig High Crimes, man. Uh, I can't wait to get that hardcover Thank hands. Um, I read a couple issues of, of Dead Letters and I, I liked it, but again, I'm just I'm so fucking backlogged. I can't even get started. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and I still uh, haven't read uh, I still haven't read a single issue of Saga. Like that's how far behind I am. Okay, there you go. You totally get it then. Um, yeah. yeah. What the hell, man? Everybody reads Saga. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, I did check out some of your AVP stuff as well, so that's cool. And and your Captain Marvel stuff because uh, you know Kelly Sue was awesome, and you were you just happened to be there, so uh, I'm just yeah, yeah. Uh, and I will definitely check out Welcome Back. Um, if you uh, if you get something ahead of time, uh, you know where to send it, and we'll take a look. Oh yeah, totally. um, yeah. mostly because I'm impatient as fuck and I hate waiting for shit. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm stoked. Um, best of luck to you. You got uh, tons of great cool stuff coming up. And if there's anything, you know, anything I can do for you, which is very minimal because we're pretty much nobodies, uh, I'll, I'll do whatever I can, man. So uh, let me know. And thanks again. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, and uh, um, Any last words? Oh, I guess we're still on. Oh, yeah. No, I thought we were off the air. So no, it's no. going to get real. With you, but, no, one sec. Uh, After this, then we'll get real. <laughs> and nobody else can hear it. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I don't really have any last words except uh, thank you. To anybody who reads this stuff. <laughs> all right, man. I'll make sure to, uh, to put it up on the post and uh, make sure everybody goes out and gets, gets your stuff. All right. Thanks again. And now we're going out. And now we can talk about it.